You know, our prophet taught that eternal life is living for others. So sometimes when programs come, you, you are also squeezed with your own programs. But when you sacrifice and do something for somebody else, it counts. I'm trying to scan around for Brother Baka. Where is he? Ah, okay. Yeah, I know yesterday you were having a wedding launch. You know, I, I never used to wedding launch in our times. I don't know. It's a new thing. <laughs> but uh, uh, I know that some who sacrificed and went. It's more like a, a fundraiser. Rene Shalba and every time Confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, is Lord, is Lord. You want to stand on your feet? Oh, he is risen from the dead.
This is the moment where we just ask the Lord to come and speak to us through His Word. As we just meditate about our lives, commit ourselves to Him. It's not about a preacher coming on the pulpit to speak to you. It's about the Lord coming down to speak to all of us. Because we are in need. Spiritual needs, physical needs. But our God can answer all our needs. And so at this moment, I want you to believe with me. Just before we commit ourselves for Him to speak to us, that He will inspire all of us to be able to hear and receive what He has for us. Hallelujah.
If it had not been for Calvary, if it had not been for that old rugged cross, where would we be today? And Father, we are so grateful this morning because you have called us the purchase of your blood. We are the reason why you went on that cross. Some may believe it is just a story. But we believe it is a reality. Because we've seen it change our lives more. So this is our sustaining power. Lord, we are so grateful this morning. Because of the cross. We are so grateful this morning. Because of the lamb that was slain. And our Father Lord, as I would even now open the pages of your holy word. May you bless each and every listener this morning. For this congregation of people have not come to congregate just around themselves. But unto you, Jesus, the revealed word of the day. Make yourself known to each individual, Father. Give revelation to each individual. Give understanding to each person, Father. That we may know such things as you want us to have. In, our, in this our day. We bless your name, Lord. Bless the reading of your word. In the precious name of Jesus Christ. And everybody say amen. Amen. While you are still standing, please stand with me to the book of Malachi chapter 4. Thank you, musicians. That will be all the singing for, for today. So, we are just uh, taking from verses 1. So, the service today, the Lord willing, will be a teaching service. And I say the Lord willing because I'm not that much of a teacher. But just to get a few basics and... Uh, of our foundational uh, uh, truths here in the Bible. That I desire that we share together with you. We read from verse 1. So I appreciate if you can, if you have a pen and maybe you have a question, just write it down. And then after the service, we can always, you know, you can always approach me and we can go through those. So we are reading from verse 1. For behold, the day cometh that shall burn as an oven, and all the proud, yeah, and all that do wickedly shall be stubble, and the day that cometh shall burn them up, saith the Lord of hosts. 
that it shall leave them neither root nor branch. So this day is coming and it is coming because God said it is coming. So you better believe it is coming. Whether you believe it or not, it is coming anyway. But how many believe that day is coming? And so then that means we should prepare ourselves. Unto you that fear my name shall the son of righteousness arise with healing in his wings and he shall go forth and grow up as calves of the store. And ye shall tread down the wicked for they shall be ashes under the soles of your feet in the day that I shall do this, saith the Lord of hosts. Remember ye the law of Moses, my servant, which I commanded unto him in Horeb for all Israel, with the statutes and judgments. Mujukire amateka gamusa omuduange genamulagirida kukorebu orwaisi rairi yena ebiragiro nemisango. Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. Lava ndibatumireri ya nabi orunakorukuru oruentisa oruamukama ngaterunaba kutuka. And he shall turn the heart of the fathers to the children and the heart of the children to their fathers, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. Amen. You may be seated. God bless you and bless the reading of the word. So we have been dealing with the subject of the ministry of Elijah in the end time. And I think that uh, this is a part six. This, uh, but really most of all the other parts we've been looking at the ministry of Elijah in itself in the beginning. And so I am requesting that you kindly give me your undivided attention. Try to uh, minimize movement as much as possible. So that the, th the thought which will not be so long can be projected to you properly. After the service we are going to have a, a, um, a meeting with the committee members for the youth uh, uh, our youth meetings. And I know I'm also meeting a few people for cancer, so uh, I will not delay in the, in the ministry. So I just want us to be together, one mind. Don't doze on me, don't sleep on me. And just have your Bible handy. How many have this book? How many need it? If you don't have it, 
Okay, so everybody has. Marvin, I hope everybody has. So this is a, a little booklet we have been uh, uh, distributing for some time now. Uh, around the country. Uh, it's called The Five Comings of Elijah. It's just 17 pages. Everyone can read it. In less than one hour. Even the poor reader. No, you are If you are a very, very, very poor reader. Maybe in two hours maximum. But if you are a good reader. In just 15 to 30 minutes you will be done. It's a, just very few pages. It's really like a tract. And so it's talking about the five comings of Elijah. And uh, so uh, Brother Tim Prout wrote this book. And I had also uh, um, recorded a video on the five comings of Elijah. And I was thinking of putting it into book format. And I noticed Brother Tim Put had already written this book. So I, uh, I, I, I asked him to give it to me so we also translated it into Luganda. And it's been going around the whole country. There are many who even don't know this message that I've received this little booklet. So really much of this teaching on Elijah's ministry, you will find it in this book with all the scriptures. And all the explanations. So you can clearly understand. Uh, and for you who are not good at reading and you just want to listen, we Mwaba. have a video recorded on that as well. I, uh, I think I also, um, we did it in Ethiopia in Amharic. And also with Brother Luanga, we did one here with the Luganda version on, on it. It should be on our channel. On the, on, the, of the voice. on the YouTube, on the Days of the Voice channel. So, YouTube. what I'm trying to say is when we come in the church, sometimes you preach things and you think everybody has understood fully. But not usually, I've learned over the years, not everybody understands everything you're saying. So, you have to keep repeating it, repeating it, and repeating it. And sometimes, I've noticed you also need to uh, put it in small bits and pieces where people can be able to break it down and understand it. So that's why we have those videos, we have the booklets, and many forms where people can be able to understand and really be able to, uh, to be helped to study this in the Bible. So we are fully a fully Bible church. Where every teaching we teach is based on the scriptures. And we believe that the scriptures are enough for our salvation. And it is in the scriptures that we learn about the ministry of Elijah. And we notice that the ministry as we have come, as we have been seeing for now about six services. That uh, the ministry of Elijah 
did not only work at the time of Elijah when he was on earth. It is also going to work in the, it is promised or prophesied to work in the end time also. But, there is only one man that came that was called Elijah. And we have started his ministry or gone through his ministry, these past services. We have seen everything Elijah did. From pronouncing a drought, you know, to feeding, you know, to being fed by ravens and the, and the angel of the Lord. You know, providing flour and, 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 and oil to the woman. You know, all, all these were supernatural occurrence, occurrences in his ministry. You know, he slaughtered the prophets of Baal. When he took them to the showdown to prove for them to prove whether their God was the true one or whether his God was the right one. And he said the God that will answer by fire and consume the sacrifice will be the right, the right God. So their God was silent. They prophesied, they cut themselves, they jumped up and down, they shouted, but their God was silent. So it is from that we learn it's not about the shouting, the dancing, all, all, all that kind of thing. It's, a, it's about having the principles right. So the God of Elijah is about is the God of restoration of the principles of God. Of the principles of the world. The God of Elijah puts everything in order and then when he calls the fire, fire comes down. Not because Elijah called the fire, but because the time was right. It was the time of the evening which was the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice. And then the altar which was messed up initially was also prepared properly by Elijah. And then now we can call God. And when God comes down, you know, he has to prove that he's with Elijah. And you see the other prophets of Baal we are ashamed and Elijah slaughtered all of them. You know, because the, the, their God was not a living God. And we also noticed he, he prayed and rain came down. And we also noticed that he prayed and rain stopped for three and a half years. My God. I love the, prophet, the God of Elijah. Because the God of Elijah is the God of action. The, is the God of action. He's not the God of just words. He's the God of action. He makes things happen. So he said it will not rain. And it did not rain for three years. Let me tell you. 
That is power to bind. Just like Jesus said in the book of Matthew. That whatsoever you will bind on earth. Shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever you lose on earth. Shall be loosed in heaven. So Elijah had power to bind. And Elijah had power to lose. Are you following me? So we also notice that he prophesied the death of Jezebel. Jezebel was a prophetess who had lifted herself above the word of God. But Elijah prophesied that she would die. And Elijah went on, he did many things. We can see that his ministry was a powerful ministry. And uh, actually, if you compare him with all the prophets of the Old Testament, he had an outstanding ministry. You know, he raised a dead child back to life. You know, you know, I can go on and on and on talking about his, uh, his many exploits. So, let me put it this way. The God of Elijah is a God of restoration. The God of Elijah is a God of life. Is a God who prepares things and brings back life where there has been death. You know, and also life was restored where death abounds. The only thing that was required after Elijah had set everything in order was for him to speak. Was for him, yes, was for him to speak. And at the sounding of his voice God came down. Are you following me? Now, in the times, of course, we, we, we have also been able to look at the times when Elijah came. It was a time when Ahab was the king of uh, Israel. And notice that at that time, Israel had been divided already. And, and uh, Ahab went after other gods. Just like the other kings before him. And that displeased God because he went and married an unbeliever. Actually, he married a priestess, a, a, a priest's daughter. A, 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 a priest who believed, a priest of Baal. His name was Ethbal. And he expected that, you know, he would still worship his God. But because he married the priest of a daughter of an unbeliever, he ended up sanctioning the building of the temples of Baal in Israel. So we really learned a lot of things. That if you marry an unbeliever, there is no way you can worship the true God. And that's why believers always marry believers. Where the younger men? Can we say amen to that? Not only the young men, the young ladies. Ah, 
Is that a young lady? Believers always marry believers. Because if you don't do that, you end up worshipping other gods. Serving other gods. Now, these other people were serving their God and they thought their God was a living God. I want to ask you a question. Why do you think these people were ready to go for a, on a showdown with Elijah. Do you think they doubted their gods? They actually believed their gods. They believed their God will answer with fire. Maybe in the past they had seen their gods do some things for them. But you see, I want to tell you, when we preach, when we talk about the message, when we talk about the end time message, and we say the end time message is the right truth, is the truth. It does not mean that God is not elsewhere. No, please. Ah. I want you to hear me clearly. It does not mean God is not elsewhere. God is everywhere. And some of these people pray, some of them have gifts. Some of them, they have seen God work for them. And there is no way you can prove to them that what they have is not the truth. But listen to me. When Elijah comes on the scene, he does not come to debate with anybody. Because for him, he's a prophet. Not just somebody with a gift of prophecy. But he is a prophet. Do you know the difference between a prophet and somebody with a gift of prophecy? Somebody who has a gift of prophecy can tell a few prophecies and he may never tell them again. He may never prophesy again. Or he can, you know, some of the prophecies may even fail. But let me tell you, when we come to a prophet, he is born a prophet. He is a prophet from the time he's in his mother's womb. And when he comes on the scene, not one of his prophecies can fail. Why? Because he's born a prophet. So even if they reject him, his prophecy still holds. Now Elijah was rejected. He came to a place where he even went and started crying. He said, Lord, I'm left alone. I'm left alone. Everybody has gone to worship. But God told him, No, Elijah, that's not true. There are others, 7,000, who have not bowed a knee to bow. And there was a prophet, I think. Uh, uh, his name was called um, uh, what, what is the name of this prophet uh, Obadiah I think it was what it did he was just very busy hiding the prophets yeah, yeah, of God hiding them in caves and Elijah never knew about them so listen Elijah was one 
One man in the hands of God. There were other true prophets. But God used only one man, Elijah. For a ministry of restoration. One man in a generation. And he stood, he was one man versus all the prophets of And his ministry never failed. And wherever it was received, his ministry brought prosperity. Are you following me now? Wherever the ministry of Elijah went and was accepted, prosperity followed him. Where there was death, life came on the sea. Where there was no food, food was provided. Where there was no hope, hope was restored. Now, that is the ministry of Elijah. The ministry of Elijah brings healing the healing of God on his wings. Follow me closely here Just trying to lay foundation for you. So now Elijah was rejected. And uh, at the end of his ministry, everything he said happened. Jezebel died. And until, you know, he spoke. Rain never came. He was a prophet of God. And now that is the Old Testament. So in the portion of scripture where we have read today. There is a pro another prophecy. For behold, a death cometh that shall burn as an oven. And all the proud and all that do wickedly shall be stubble, and the day that cometh shall burn them up, says the Lord of hosts. I want you to understand that the prophecy here is speaking of the end time. Let me ask you a question. The day that is but the, the day that shall burn as an oven. Has it come yet? Yes or no? no? So it has not yet come. Now, this prophecy was given by prophet Malachi. And he it is the last book in the Old Testament. And you know prophets when they prophesy. They don't speak on their own. They speak according to what God has told them. So Malachi was seeing a day. The day is coming that shall burn as an oven. I want to say that day is coming still. If the prophet Malachi saw it, I want to say it must happen. Tell your neighbor it must happen. It must happen. It must happen because God said so. The day of judgment must happen. And the day of, when we say the day of judgment, the day of the judgments of God, they don't begin only on the last white throne judgment. The day of judgment of God Really, listen to me. Begin after the rapture. 
Because after the rapture of the church of the bride then there comes a tribulation The tribulation is not a, an easy time It's not a good time People who will remain here They will suffer Call that the judgments of God. It will be a time of tribulation. And then we know that the Bible says all that do wickedly shall be stubble. That they shall burn them up, says God. And we know that there is coming what we call the third world war. Are you hearing what is happening? Today in, uh, in Israel, you know, uh, some people think that these things are just happening. Everything is in prophecy. We are standing in a place where prophecy is being fulfilled in our very eyes. The world order as it is is right here in the Bible. And the world order as it is going to be to become is right here in the Bible. And our place as sons and daughters of God is right here in the scriptures. So, until you understand the prophecies of the world, you cannot be able to place yourself in the scripture. And to know where are you standing? Are we just, you know, worshipping a God we do not know and we are going to die and go to a place where we don't know? No. Listen, the Bible speaks about dimensions. You know, yesterday one young man was asking me seven dimensions. And those dimensions are real. When you die, today, there is a place where you are going. Did you know that? If you die in Christ, you are going to a good place. We call it heaven. Oh, you want to call it paradise? Whatever you want to call it. But that place is a, a dimension where your soul goes. People think some people thought that oh when someone dies he goes to where Jesus is. No, everybody who died in Christ has never actually seen Jesus. Never. They are waiting just like you are waiting. That day is coming when we shall see Jesus with our very eyes. In the book of First Thessalonians, chapter four. Since I'm teaching you these things, I need to read it for Quickly open there. I always refer to it, but I don't read it. Chapter 4. He says, verse 13. I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that ye sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. 
For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet with the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Abasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasas
the dead in Christ shall rise fast. So what are we waiting for? We are waiting for them to rise up. They are going to resurrect. We are going to see them. They must, right now, which forms of body are they in? They are now in another form of body in the dimension which they are in. But they have to come up here and pick up another form of body here on earth. Because you see right now, right now we are having this form of body. But this is not the form of body we are going to go with the resurrection. The Bible says, even us, we shall be changed. Our bodies shall be quickened. Which means this is not the body going in the rapture. They have acted movies on how the rapture is going to happen. But many of them have it wrong. You see, they think it's just going to be a change that is happening one day. The change is already going on now. The change is happening right now. What will, when the trumpet of the Lord sounds and the dead in Christ shall rise it will be the climax of a chain that has been going on in us for ages and ages that's why we sing that song I've been changed I've been reborn all my life I've been rearranged so now those who have been changed will meet together with those that died in Christ and rose again and then they will meet together you will see them and they will see you you will tell him God bless you so you, you also made it I also made it hallelujah you believe the message of your day which generation were you in you will be able to discuss those things and then finally the Bible says together we shall go and meet the Lord in the air that is going to happen that is what we believe tell your neighbor that's what we believe. We believe that. We believe the resurrection. We believe the rapture. We believe the change of our bodies. That is going to happen. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, if you don't believe it, wait until it happens. <laughs> because if you don't believe it today, it will still happen. And you will be here on earth. And you will recognize it has already happened. And you are left behind. But I don't want to be left behind. What is going to happen is so important that God has said Behold I will send you Elijah the prophet. Why is God sending Elijah the prophet? He's sending him so that the people can be ready for what is going to happen. Amen. Are you following me now? All right, so I want you to look at, uh, at, at, at that verse again. In verses 20 to 
Okay, I'll just skip that. Let's just go to verse 5. Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and the dreadful day of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Now here, church is speaking about the two comings of Jesus Christ. He is speaking of his first coming and he's speaking of his second coming. The first coming of Jesus was great. Why? Why? Because the savior of the world came. He came to die. He came to give himself. He came to bring grace. So it was great. But was it dreadful? I ask you, was it? You can say it was dreadful. Why? It was not dreadful. Because he did not come to bring judgment. He did not come to bring vengeance. He came to bring salvation. So now, you remember, I think the last service I did some illustration here. Of the first coming of Jesus and the second coming of Jesus. And uh, maybe I, I'm trying to see how to avoid that, but I think I have to do it again today. So that you can sink in. So I'd like to have four young people if you can come up and help me to illustrate this. Amen. I know you don't want to be put on the spot, but if you can't, please come and help out. Isaiah 43. As a the brothers are coming. Up. Thank you, brothers. God bless you. So now, I want to show you something here. If you can come this side, extend this side. Yeah, yeah. So now, here is the first coming of Jesus. And this is the second coming of Jesus. It was prophesied that it would happen. Are you learning? Are you learning? It was prophesied it would happen. The first coming of Jesus and the second coming. Can someone open for us Isaiah 61? I, I want you to see the, the prophecy of the first coming and the second coming of Jesus. Alright, are we there? Brother, do you have it on the screen? This, it says the spirit of the Lord is upon me. And because the Lord has anointed me to preach the good tidings unto the meek. He has sent me to bind up the broken hearted. To proclaim liberty to the captives. And the opening of the prison to them that are bound. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. And the day of vengeance of our God. This is Isaiah prophesying and he is speaking about the first and the second coming of Jesus. Brother, give me that verse again. I want you to notice that in your Bible. If you have a pen, you can even underline it. On verse 2. 
He talks about proclaiming the acceptable year of the Lord and then he says and the day of vengeance of our God. Now, follow me closely. The acceptable year of the Lord was the year of Jubilee. Was the a, 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 a great day of the Lord. A wonderful time. Where everybody's going to be free. The Bible says, He that the Son of Man has set free is free. When did Jesus set us free? When He died on the cross. When He died on the cross. From that time, unless you want to be bound, you are free. Are you following me? When did that happen? In his first coming. That was the acceptable year of the Lord. The first coming of Jesus. But then again, keep the verse there, brother. But then again, here, after the acceptable year, he says he's also going to declare the, the day of vengeance of our God. Listen, brother Elitis. The day of vengeance is the dreadful day that we just read in the book of Malachi chapter 4 verse 1 that says behold a day cometh we shall burn as an oven he's talking about the judgments of God that is not happening the first time Jesus comes that is happening the second coming of Jesus of the Messiah when he comes but in the first coming. He's coming as a savior. He's coming to die on the cross. To bring grace. To bring freedom. To bring salvation. But the second coming is not coming to do that. He's coming to condemn. Listen. The only thing, good thing that is happening in his second coming is he's going to rapture the bride. Are you following me? But his second coming is not coming with mercy for anybody. Actually, the Bible continually says, you know, when He's talking about the third world war now. You know, as they were fighting against Israel. And, and, and you know, uh, he calls it Armageddon. Armageddon. And when he came down, Mbwana, the, when he was coming down, Mbwayariaka. you know, he came and consumed all of them with a swallow out of his mouth. Every living thing on the earth was destroyed. What? Chichi, that's the God of wrath. Oh, your katondo wabusungu. He's coming with wrath. Ajano busungu. He's coming with judgment. Ajano He's coming with destruction. Ajano kuzikidisa. Why? Because he is coming. Kubanga ja. To, oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's coming to set down here on earth. Ajawa no kunsi. A new world order. Kuteka we nkola yense mpia. A world order. Nkola yense. Where he will be the king of all the earth. Nga yanaba kabaka wensi yona. To fulfill the scripture, which says the kingdoms of the world have now become the kingdom of our God and of His Christ. And He 
he shall reign. Awarifuga. So when is he going to reign Anafuga over the earth? DNC. It is going to be in the millennium. Mukufuga When he comes down on earth. But wait a moment. What about you that fear his name? What about you that believe his word? In Malachi he said, the son of his righteousness shall come and arise to you with willings in his wings. That's what I want. What is he talking about there? Wings. Wings. Everybody say wings. Come on, say it again. Wings. When is that going to happen? I will fly away. Oh glory. I will fly away. So those wings are going to happen in the rapture. He's going to arise. Give us that verse, brother. Malachi chapter 4. Thank you, brothers, for your patience. He says, Unto you that fear my name. Unto you that fear my name. He is talking to us now. He is talking to me. Amen. Unto you that fear his name shall the son of righteousness arise with healing in his wings. Pentecostals think it is just healing in the body. But it is much more than that. Healing in the body is just the earnest but the great deal is the rapture the catching away of the bride we are going to be taken out of this world and we shall ever be with the Lord so that is his second coming to you that fear his name you love a rapture but to the others, the judgments of God are waiting for them in his second coming. Now, we have now seen, go back to Isaiah, we have now seen in Isaiah, he has prophesied and spoken about the first coming and the second coming. Where is it? Isaiah 61. Here he says, to pro- it is in one verse. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God and to comfort all those that mourn. To comfort those that mourn. That part is there for, for us. But he says. The day of vengeance. The second coming is vengeance. The first coming is the year of the Lord. Now, listen church. Listen carefully now. When Jesus came, here now, this one, when he came, isn't he the one he is speaking of here, the prophecy? But when he came, he read this verse from verse 1. He reached verse 2. He didn't finish verse 2. He read it up to the part which says the acceptable year And he left the other part. He closed the book. And he said to the people, This day, this scripture is fulfilled. Why? Because 
that first part of declaring the acceptable year of the Lord was fulfilled in his first coming. The other part was not yet. Understood the same amen. Okay. I want you to give us that one. Luke chapter. Brothers, you are going to wait until I illustrate the, the part of Elijah if you don't mind. Praise God. Are you there? Luke. I want you to see when Jesus, I think chapter 4, when Jesus takes this book. Yes, we are quite In chapter 4, verses uh, 17. And there was delivered unto him a book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place. He knew what he was trying to do. He found, I wish to understand this prophecy. He found the book. At the place which was written, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Hey! This time he was not prophesying. This time he was reading it personally. He was declaring to them that the spirit of the Lord is upon me. It was now him. He was speaking of himself. Isaiah prophesied. But Jesus was reading that portion. Declaring it himself. That the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he has anointed me. To preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the broken heart. To preach deliverance to the captives. And the recovering of the sight to the blind. To set a liberty them that are bruised. Verse 19. But now, Brother Fred, verse 19 is verse 2 of Isaiah chapter 61. Now, Follow me closely here. Now. If, you, if you can't explain this after I've explained it to you, you've not understood. You have to be able to explain it to somebody. So, follow me. Now, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. When Jesus read this place, he put a full stop. He put a full stop. There's a full stop right there. But where he was reading in Isaiah 61 verse 2 there was a comma. But Jesus put a full stop. Because this was now his first coming. The other details were not necessary at this time. He was talking about his second coming. Hallelujah. When you come here, yes, yes, you did so well. See in Isaiah, 
Messiah. Oh, brother Isaac, if you can flash it on the screen there. Both those scriptures, Isaiah and 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 and, uh, and Luke. You see in Isaiah, Messiah. He says to proclaim the acceptable of the Lord. Koma. Are you singing it in your Bible? Amen. Koma. No. The acceptable year of the Lord. Ah, no, the day of vengeance no, of our God. The Messiah is the same. But his coming is different. Are you following me? These are just illustrating. But the same Messiah who came the first time come inside, is the one who came the second time. You understand? But these ones are just representing the first and the second. So now, yes, 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 you are the first Messiah. You can stand there. So now, when he came the first time, he was coming to to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. And he would come again the second time to do what? To proclaim the day of vengeance of our God. By this time, these words, the day of vengeance, was not necessary for Jesus to speak. So when you go to Luke, he skipped it. Instead of a comma, he just put a full stop. And the Bible says, and he closed the book. Everybody say, close the book. He closed the book. And he gave it unto the minister and he sat down and all the eyes of them were in the synagogue were fastened on him they looked at him what are you trying to insinuate and he began to say unto them this day this day there is another day coming but this day this scripture is fulfilled in your ears what was that portion meaning? Only what I have read is fulfilled. In your ears. Not eyes, but ears. Meaning the words of, I was reading. Is fulfilled today. This day. My first coming. But there is another day. Another day coming. And that other word. Of the day of vengeance of our God. Shall be fulfilled. But for now. In this day. This scripture. Is fulfilled. In your ears. They wanted to stone him. Because how can you call this of the Messiah? Do you, oh my goodness. I don't know whether you get it. Do you know why? They wanted to kill him. Because they missed Elijah. They were supposed to receive an Elijah's ministry which would prepare them to receive this. 
But when Messiah came, they recognized him not because they missed the ministry which would prepare them to understand. When this ministry came, they actually did not recognize it also. If you miss Elijah of your day, you will miss the Messiah. Elijah's ministry is very important because it prepares you for the Messiah. Praise God. Okay, give me now Malachi. Now it says, Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet. Oh, this one is very sweet. Do you have it there? Yes. I will behold, I will send you, everybody say Elijah the prophet. Oh, you are saying it very, very weakly. Let us all say, Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet. I will send you Elijah the prophet. Before the coming of the great and the dreadful day of the Lord. So there, oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. That is two days of the Lord. And before each day, God sends an Elijah ministry. Amen. Now, when Elijah comes, what is he going to do? Is coming to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children. And this Elijah, who comes before the second coming of Jesus, will turn the hearts of the children to the fathers. It is the same verse. But it speaks to different things. So when you read the Bible as if they are newspaper, you will miss it. You will miss that. And you don't understand. But it is in the Bible there. Mm -hmm. So notice here. Same verse 5. Speaks about two days of the Lord. Speaks about two comings of Elijah. Same verse 6. Speaks about two different works that these Elijahs will do. Oh, brothers, you must be going to get a bigger, bigger blessing for standing here for all this time. Now. Because you're really helping the people to understand this. Look. How can we know that this Elijah only did the first portion of turning the hearts of the Father? Our Bible will tell us. Everything must be in the Bible. Open your Bible. Praise God. Matthew. Matayo. In the book of Matthew. I believe it is. Are you all there? Praise God. It speaks about the birth of John. Okay, I think I was looking for Luke chapter 1. Pardon me, please. Luke chapter 1. 
Luke chapter 1. Brother Marvin, give it to me. Verse 13. But the angel said unto him, Fear not Zacharias, for thy prayer is hard. And thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son. And thou shalt call him his name John. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, this is John going to be born. Okay. Everybody say amen if you understand. John is going to be born now. Okay. And then he says, for he shall be great in the sight of the Lord. And shall drink neither wine nor drink. No strong drink. John, I hope you don't drink those things. You are a very good type. And he shall be filled with the Holy Ghost. Even from his mother's womb. Hey. When God says something, Brother Enoch, it has to come to pass. His word never fails. That's the reason why I've served Jesus all the seven years. Because I trust him every day more and more. He can never fail. He said something that has never happened. That this John would receive the Holy Ghost in his mother's womb. Have you ever seen it happen? But when God spoke it by an angel, it was potentially fulfilled. And when Mary met Elizabeth. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, Sister Elizabeth, God bless you. Elizabeth, when Mary met Elizabeth, Elizabeth, Elizabeth had a baby in her stomach. Baby John in her stomach. And baby John was almost dead. She had never responded. But when Mary came to Elizabeth. You know they were cousins. So when they met, Mary had Jesus in the stomach. Let me tell you, there is nobody else who gives the Holy Ghost but Jesus. Hallelujah. Amina. He started giving the Holy Ghost when he was in the womb. Amen. When Mary's belly met with Elizabeth's belly, when they hugged, Jesus Yesu. touched John, and John began jumping. Why? He was filled with the power of the Holy Ghost right in the stomach of Elizabeth to fulfill the prophecy which you say he shall receive the Holy Ghost in his mother's womb. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! The word of God never fails. Hmm. And then Many of the, and then he continues on. Again, a mass. And because of John, many of the children of Israel shall be turned to the Lord their God. 
And John shall go before Jesus. John shall come before Jesus in the power and in the spirit of Elias. Write in your Bible. In the spirit and power of Elijah. This man here, John, was not coming as John. He was not coming as the son of Zechariah. He was coming according to what the Bible says in the power and in the spirit of Elijah. To do what? Do you all remember Malachi chapter 4 verse 6? Let us remind ourselves. Malachi chapter 4 verse 5 Malachi verse 6. And he shall turn Alichusa. the hearts of the fathers to the children. Everybody and 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 they had the children to their fathers. Now let us go to Luke. What will John do? The scripture says. When John's ministry comes. He shall go in the power and in the spirit of Elijah. To turn the hearts of the fathers to the children. Where is the scripture? It disappeared. Brother Marvin give us the scripture here. Alright. And then what else will he do? All right, go down, down there. Okay. Everybody, let us read verse 17. And it shall go. Read with me now. And in the power of Elias to turn the fathers to the children and the disobedient, the wisdom of the just to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Let me ask you a question. Where did he Turning the hearts of the children to the fathers go. Are you following me? Are you confused? Are you confused church? Are you following me? Did you understand that? So what, what is he talking about? Is talking about Johnny's ministry being in the power and the spirit of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children. But he did not mention children to fathers. That was not for John. That was for this Elijah. Are you following? Now, who are the fathers to the children? These are the Sadducees and Pharisees. The fathers of the law. Their hearts were going to be turned by John. When he was preaching to them, repent. Repent. It was being turned from the law to grace. 
from the Lord to grace. From Moses to Jesus. John's ministry was fulfilled by simply preaching repent. And when his ministry was finished, John was killed They cut off his head and they put it on a plate. Because his ministry was finished. So, Pastor, why did they cut off his head? I'll ask you a question. Why didn't they cut off his head before he finished his work? It doesn't matter how you die. But when you die, it means God is finished with you. And you cannot die until God is finished with you. Are you hearing me? That's why me, I don't fear death. When it comes, it comes. But as far as I know, when I is not done with me, I'm going nowhere. Whether someone sends a witchcraft, whether someone hates you, whether someone does what to you, some people like doing rumor rumoranga. Even if you rumor monga against me, I am going nowhere. I am here. When God is not done with me, I'm going nowhere. Same for you, brother sister. You are going nowhere. You should tell the devil, I am here as long as Jesus is not done with me. I have more work for him. And John stayed for as long as Jesus wanted him to accomplish his work. And when Jesus was done with him, when was Jesus done with him? The day John introduced Jesus to the world. He says, Behold! The Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. His shoelaces are unwanted and signed. Behold the Lamb of God. But the people are still angry. What is he talking about? They didn't understand. They, they missed John. They were waiting for a man called Elijah. Elijah came. But for them, what did they see? They saw a man who is having rags. A man who is not educated. A man who, is, uh, who doesn't know how to speak very well. Who was eating wild honey. And locusts. They said you are crazy man. You see all the, the dreadlocks and everything. You have a problem John. John please excuse us. They came to him and asked him who he was. Uh, who, who he was. Gwani. Let me show you something here. Let me show you something. Talking about John. Isaiah 43 Isaiah prophesied the voice of him that crieth in the wilderness. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway to our God. If you heard it, say Amen. 
That is the prophecy of John. Malachi 3.1 Behold, I will send my messenger and he shall prepare the way before me and the Lord whom ye seek shall suddenly come to his temple. Is that a man? They didn't understand. But those prophecies both were speaking about John. Where is my John? Can you come back here? People stood before John. I have a scripture here. And the Bible says, and this is the record of John. John chapter 1 verse 19. When the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, who are you? The people didn't understand who John was. So they came to ask him, who are you? Who are you? And he confessed. And he denied not. But confessed. I am not the Christ. Remember we are learning now. Listen carefully. He confessed that he was Christ. Sorry, that he was not the Christ. But he denied not that he was Christ. Christ means the anointed one. So he denied to be the Christ. But he accepted that he was anointed. With the spirit of Elijah. Listen church. The spirit of Elijah. Was not a man. Elijah incarnating in another man. It is the spirit of Jesus Christ. Or rather call it the spirit of God. That worked upon Elijah that God used on other men. So you see John was anointed with the spirit of Christ. But he was not the Christ. This one was the Christ. But this one was John. Elijah. So when they asked him, he said, no, I'm, not, I'm anointed, but I'm not the Christ. And they asked him, what then? Are you Elijah? And he said, I am not. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, Kakati. to people who did not believe that John was Elijah, John himself spoke in his own Yokana mouth. And he said, I'm not Elijah. So how do you do with that? Now, before I continue, before I continue, let me read for you Matthew 11.13. In the words of Jesus. All the prophets. And the law prophesied until John. And if ye will receive it. This is Elijah. Which was for to come. He that has an ear let him hear. You have here, say amen. 
We've already confused some messages. Don't worry, let me give you some revelation. Now, here, Elijah, Elia. who was John, they asked him, Are you Elijah? He said, No. Why did he say no? Because these people, when they saw John, and they were calling him Elijah. They thought he was this Elijah. So he said, I'm not that one. <laughs> Even when they saw the Messiah, they thought he was this Messiah. He said, no, I'm not that one. You, you, you understand? People always want to push things ahead. Or behind. They don't want to believe what is happening. They were accepting Jesus as long as he is the Messiah who is coming to rule the world. To sit on the throne of David. But he said, no, I'm not. My kingdom is not of the world. Of this world. That's why the Jews never accepted the Messiah. They were confused. The Messiah is supposed to sit in the throne of David. Why is he not accepted? I believe, I believe even Judas Iscariot. Judas Iscariot in a year. He must have believed that idea. That's why he betrayed him. Because he knew <laughs> he must sit on the throne and reign. He was waiting for Jesus to reign. To rule over the world. So he didn't expect him to die. You have to understand when Jesus died. People lost hope. But the problem was one. They misallocated Bible prophecy. So if you miss it today. You are missing the Messiah. Are you Elijah? He said, no. I am not that Elijah. But he, Jesus said, he's Elijah. Are you that prophet? He said, no. Do you know what that scripture means? When he says, are you that prophet? How, how many Bible readers do we have? Very few. Okay, how many Christians do we have? I'm trying to challenge you, I know. Hmm. You, you, you have to read the Bible. Christians read the Bible. In the autonomy, there was a prophecy that the Lord God shall raise up a prophet like unto me. Moses spoke that. A prophet. Like unto me. That was not John. That was speaking of the Messiah. Are you following me? So here when they were asking. Are you that prophet? That you were prophet, promised that he will come. Like unto Moses. He said no I'm not. John knew his place in the scripture. Are you following me? Are you following me, child? So now they asked him a question. So tell us. Who are you? That we may give an answer to them that sent us. What says thou of thyself? And he said. And he said. 
Nagamba. I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord. As said the prophet Elias. As said the prophet Isaiah. That's what John answered. I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord. Make straight the way of the Lord. You know that prophecy was speaking about the coming prophet before the Messiah. And Jesus, when he came, these people did not, because they missed John, they missed the Messiah. So they killed him. And when they killed him, and he left the scene, I'm sure I will not call you back. So when he left the scene, after he had announced the people, who he was, the people still didn't understand him. You remember, we asked him whether he's Elijah. He said he's not. And again, we asked him whether he's that prophet. And, and, and he said he's not. And when he, we asked him who he is, he said, I am the voice crying from the wilderness. Prepare the way of the Lord. Uh, do you know that that prophecy is actually speaking about uh, the coming of Elijah? Yes. yes. So why did he deny that he's Elijah? Ah, let us leave this John guy. He's, he's just crazy. But by doing that, they did not solve the puzzle of the prophecy. They missed the Messiah. So they asked him, Who are you? And he said, Before Abraham was I am. Abraham was just to see my name. He saw it and he was glad. Who are you? I'm the resurrection and the life. <laughs> this is a, it's confusing. Who are you? If you don't believe I am here, you will die in your sin. How can he speak like that? How, 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 can, he, how can he? Because they missed Elijah. And when the Messiah came, he told them, if you will receive it, John was Elijah which was to come. But still they didn't understand. Knowledge and gas. One day they come to him again. They come to the Messiah again. Brother, give us that scripture. I'm approaching the finishing of this service. Listen. They come with a scripture again. In the book of Matthew. Matthew. Verses, chapter 17, verse 10. My, my, my. Are you there? Matthew, chapter 17, verse 10. Praise God. And his disciples asked him, saying, uh -huh. Uh -huh. Now his disciples again, they are asking the Messiah Why did the scribes say that Elijah must first come? 
Let me ask my Ka students this morning. Where did the scribes say that? In which prophets? Does anyone who has been following know? Malachi. Chapter? Mumalachi. Verse? Five and six. Aha, good students. Now, the scribes said, Behold, I send Elijah the prophet before the great and the dreadful Lord. So now, this is Jesus now, the, the great day of the Lord. They missed John. Now they're asking Jesus. We are confused. We can't place scriptures. Why did the scribes say that Elias must fast? Why? Why? Why did they ask that question? Follow me closely. Please, follow me. Why did they ask Jesus that question? If you read from verse 1, this is the Mount of Transfiguration. You remember that? When Moses and Elijah appeared, and Jesus was changed. And he was in a crowd together with Moses and Elijah. Did he see the revelation? Did, did Moses die? Did Moses die? Yes. Did Elijah die? So Elijah was a type of the those who did not die. Who are still alive. Moses. Musa was a type. Of those who are dead in Christ. Jesus. Yesu was the Messiah. You remember the scripture in 1 Thessalonians. Chapter 4. Which we read here. You remember it? The dead in Christ shall rise first. Moses. Musa. Then we which are alive shall remain shall be changed. Elijah. And then we shall meet the Lord in the air. They saw Jesus. Ah, and then they say, so you are the Messiah. So you are the Messiah. So you have been the Messiah. Oh, now, solve of this for us. If you are the Messiah, <laughs> if you are the Lord, so tell us, why have you come before Elijah? Why did the scribes say, must first come? We have not seen Elijah. And if you are the Messiah, how come Elijah did not come? They even said the scribes, they they doubted whether that was a prophecy. They thought someone just wrote it. But Jesus answered them. Oh, I love Bible prophecy. And I love Jesus. He is God. He's not just a man. He's more than a man. He gave his word. And he knows how to interpret it. Hallelujah. So Jesus answers them. Jesus answers them here. Praise God. Are you following me? Okay, let me find my scripture here. 
So Jesus answered and said unto them, yes, Elias truly hmm. Messiah, please come. Come Masiya close here. Look the other side. When they ask him, why did they say that Elias must first come? We have not seen an Elijah. So Jesus answered them. Yeah, 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 it is true. Elias or Elijah truly shall. Shall is pointing Ali asonga maso. Shall. Shall. Not has. Cynthia but shall first come. Now have you gotten the understanding? Have you got the revelation now? The wisdom of the, the spirit? Have you got the understanding? Brother Enoch, has it entered bro? He talked about the Elijah who is coming. Shall first come. And he introduces another word. And restore all things. Let me ask you a question. Did John restore anything? If you have been following me, what, what did he do? He Pre, he, he, prepared. He prepared for something new to come. The Messiah was coming. He prepared for the Messiah. And when the Messiah came, John's ministry was finished. But now here, then, oh hallelujah. hallelujah. The Messiah is saying, Elias shall truly first come. And restore all things. That is another ministry. That is another man. Coming in the end time. Not John the Baptist. Jesus was simply telling them. Yes. Before I come the second time. Elijah will first come. And restore all things. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But Jesus also knew Elijah had already come. And these people had missed him. So he continued. But in, in Ethiopia, we say, But in Lugana, we say, But I say unto you, Elias is come already. Hallelujah. But I say unto you that Elias is come already. Already. So he says Elias is come already. And they knew him not. Hey! And you did unto him whatever you did. Likewise shall also the son of man suffer. Even me I'm going to suffer. Like that because you don't understand me. When he said that. He said. Oh, oh, oh. He's talking about John the Baptist. 
after Jonah has already given God. But that one was already fulfilled. Already John had already gone. And Jesus was telling them, you already came. But that one they missed it. Just like when he told them he will come, they also missed that part. Now we are here. Messiah already came and went. We are here. The question is, are we going to miss the prophecy the way they did? This is a Bible prophecy. It must happen. Elijah must come and restore all things. When this Elijah comes, he will restore all things. And then the Messiah will come. Where are we? We are right here. We are right here. Don't miss it. Elijah must come. With an end time ministry. To restore all things. There will be many prophets, many preachers, many churches in the end time. But when Elijah comes, he's coming with a special ministry. His ministry is going to be different. He will talk against women preachers because the Bible says so. He will, he will talk against infant baptism because the Bible says so. He will preach one God and he will preach against the Trinity because the Bible says so. He will teach every teaching that the apostles told because his work is to restore all all teachings of the apostles all Bible teachings all foundational teachings of Christianity he will restore Elijah must come Right at this time, if he doesn't come, Jezebel will finish Israel. Spiritual Israel. If he doesn't come, Jezebel will finish you. The Bible speaks and prophesies of a spiritual Jezebel. Read your Bible. It says a woman. I wish I had time out go there. A woman seated upon me with names of blasphemy. What is she? She's a church system. Covering the whole earth. And the Bible says she makes the kings of the earth to commit spiritual fornication and all the multitudes and all the people because that is the water she was seated on. It's symbolic in the book of Revelation. 
So the Bible speaks about Jezebel. In the end time. Jezebel is here again. Jezebel is here again. Telling children to be baptized. Baptizing babies who are simply crying. Uh, 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 baptizing them. In the name of the Father and of the Son. Where is that in the Bible? Jezebel doctrine. Jezebel doctrine. She's teaching people in this end time. It's okay. You can be lascivious as believers. You can fornicate no problem. Grace, grace is there. Teaching of Jezebel. Letting men and women be moral. Leaving the standards of the world. And stooping so low. To the teachings of Baal. Yet they think they are standing for God. Spiritual Jezebel. She has made all the peoples of the world. To fornicate spiritually. With her spiritual immorality. Reality. And that's why this is the time that God promised to send Elijah again. When Elijah comes, he comes with a ministry of restoration of the whole word of God. The way it is in the scriptures. There will be men and women who will hear the message of Elijah. And they will be different from all the world. And they will be prepared for the rapture. I am one of them. I'm one of them. Elijah has come. Hallelujah. 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 Last night, I listened to somebody called Robert Lydson or whatever it is. And he was speaking on William Branham. And he said, William Branham. Was the greatest prophet in the realms of prophets since the days of Jesus Christ? And this man said, William Branham, William Branham, you could not compare him with anybody. But then he says, But he died a tragic death. And he says, Because he he backslid and went into teaching and yet his ministry was in the prophetic. When I listened to that, I was going to switch it off. But I said, let me finish it. And then when I finished it, I just simply noticed these men are not given to know. The Bible says, Hallelujah. There are some who are given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. But some are not given to know. I believe I'm one of those who are given to know. William Branham was a prophet. Everybody in the religious world believes that. But they believe he was just a prophet to prophesy to heal and to raise the dead. They actually believe in his ministry to that extent. 
But when it comes to the teaching of the word, they say it is not his place. Do they even understand the Bible? In the Bible, the ministry of a prophet is the one that receives the revelation of the word. All the other prophets of Baal were spiritually worldly barren. Barren, barren. Barren. They couldn't produce the word. But when Elijah came, what did he do? He stooped down. Took the stones. Blessed them together. The doctrines. Teaching the right doctrines. Placing back the landmarks. And after that, he now called upon God. The miracle of fire comes to vindicate the word which is being preached. Brother Branham, on the day of his accident, do you know what happened? There's a drunk driver who came. And he was driving on the opposite side of the lane. Which Brother Branham was driving. And uh, Brother Billy Paul was in the other car. Which was ahead. So they saw the drunk driver coming. Brother Branham was in the car with his wife. And so Billy Paul dodged the driver. And then... The, the driver just came, Brother Banam had not seen him, so he hit them head And so they crashed. And when they crashed, they went through the windshield. Again. So they were in that ruin. The sister died immediately. The wife of Brother Banam. And, 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 and uh, Brother Branham was still alive. But many bones were broken over. And uh, then, uh, you know, Billy Paul ran back and found him there. And then she said, he said, is mommy alive? Said, no, they touched his pulse. She was gone. Said, place my hands on her. So laid his hand on her. He said, Lord, help us in our time of trouble. Let mommy not die. And just a few words he muttered. And in a moment, she came back to life. And in all his ministry, he rose up five people from the dead. She was the fifth. And yet, he died from the same accident. John the Baptist died a tragic death. But he was Elijah. Elisha, who received the spirit of Elijah the first time, he died. They buried him. But his death also had questions. Did you know that in his death he rose? Somebody from they threw a dead body on, on him. And because it touched him, bones, the person came back to life. 
I'm talking about Elisha. Elijah. Nobody knows where he is. Because he never died. It's questionable. The ministry of Elijah is entirely questionable. It confuses the confused. But to those it is sent to, no question. Because it's not about the man. It's about the ministry. It's about the word which they brought forth. And I want to tell you, in our generation, Elijah has come. By the way, Billy Paul has lived ever since. He's just died, I think, this past week. Or eight, eight years. But I want to say this. They have been living testimonies of people who have seen the ministry of William Branham in our time. Jesus would prophesy and say, Elijah truly shall first come and restore all things. And I want to tell you, that Elijah which Jesus spoke has already come and has restored all things. We now know baptism in the name of Jesus Christ. We now know the teachings of the scriptures. Why? Because of the ministry of this Elijah of the end time. What are we waiting for? We are waiting for the coming of Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. God bless you, brothers. I'm going to probably speak more on this uh, a little bit more on Wednesday. I'd encourage you to read this book today. Please read it. If you have any questions, let me know. More questions, more scriptures I'd never gave you, they're right in there. Let us stand on our feet. I'd like us to sing a, a song that we've never sang here before. It says Elijah that God sent. You know the song? The, the, the messenger that God sent. for that song, brother. Do you have the words for the song? Yes? Alright, so you, you just sing with the words with me. It's just what I was preaching. Just a little teaching uh, today and just meditate on those words which you have. You, you get a microphone and help me sing. Can't someone, someone give A lot of voice left. The messenger that came, William Branham was his name. God through him opened up the saving sea. He told us all. Up and see many more things God revealed, and He said, Check it out with our words. Sing with me now. Listen to 
baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You shall receive the Holy Ghost. Not many days and his signs shall follow them. Thank God, thank God. You believe it now? For the prophet is sent today.
can lift up your voice and tell him he never failed. Oh, he never failed. Oh, he never failed. He's a God of Elijah.
Some of you things may happen maybe and you don't think that it is God who has done it even. But that's how God works. He doesn't announce himself. He just does what he does. And one sister here, I believe it is Sister Esther. She had lost something on a, on a bus. And she came here at the service. And she was discouraged. She was about going back. But she decided to stay. And I remember at that moment by the Holy Spirit. I spoke these words. I said you may not you may have come here and you don't you don't want to be here at this time. But God is going to restore everything. The sister went back and found everything she had lost. Friends, the God of Elijah is a God of restoration. Brother Peter lost his phone. When you lose a phone, it is gone. But he lost his phone all the way in Mitiana. 
But he came here in the service. And he was speaking about the God that restores. He believed God. I tell you, after that service on Sunday, God restored that force. The God of Elijah restores. You remember even the axe which was lost in the water. God brought it back up. What have you lost? Is it the joy of your salvation? What is it that you have lost? Can you believe with me now? That when we are praying and when we pray together, God will restore back to you. Because it's a God that restores again. The God of Elijah does that. Father, in the name of Jesus, there's somebody here who has lost something, Lord. You are the God of Elijah that restores again. Father, whatever every child of yours has lost, may you restore it back again to them. Restore their joy back. Restore their home. Restore their family. Restore, oh God, the joy of their salvation. Whatever they have lost, may you restore it again. Because you are the God of restoration. Somebody who has lost their way, may you revive them, Father, and bring them back again. Thank you, Jesus. Because you never fail. Everyone now, you can commit this week before you the hands of God as we are going to dismiss. Tell God to be with you. Ask him to lead the way. Ask him to watch over you. The Bible says, ask and you shall receive. That means if you don't ask anything, you receive nothing. But in his presence, you can make this week what you want it to be. Just by asking him. I'm yeah.